a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-oh, BYU and Utah aren't playing each other for the next couple of years. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. That's right, Utah and BYU in 2022 and 2023 have decided to take a break. No, no, it's not, it's not you, it's me. It's we we just need we just need some time apart. We can't we can't we can't we can't see each other for a while. Yeah, what on earth, what is that all about? What I, is, what is it all about? Yeah, because I really don't I don't get it. I really don't. Well, I'll tell you what it's all about. Um, I think, and this is my speculation, but usually when I speculate, I'm right. I think that it's BYU and Utah has a great interest locally. Great interest, and, and I think it's wonderful. One of the great right? robbery games in the country. Yep. But from a national perspective, I don't know that people really care. I, I, I really don't think they care. And and so... No, i got to agree with that. So, Not nationally, on the national scale. Yeah. So now what you have is you've got... You have Utah um, going and playing an SEC school. It, they're on the East Coast. It's Florida. And that gives a whole lot more, uh, I don't know, depth to their schedule. It, it's it's a much more interesting, and, and nothing against BYU. In fact, I was hopeful that they wouldn't end the BYU game, but they would include it. Right. So you play Florida and BYU in your non-conference. But I really think it's more, I don't think it's this, you know, let's, let's totally uh, banish BYU to outer darkness here and never play them ever again. I don't think it's I don't think it that's the case. But I I do think it's to bring a more national presence to your schedule early on in the season. I agree with the strategy of a, you know, national presence, but I think with like like you said, I think they need to keep BYU in the schedule. The rivalry, what it does for, you know, the the local fan base, it's it's well worth it. And you know what, honestly, if you're Utah, it's really hard for me to say. It really is, but it's it's. But Utah's won nine out of the last, you know, nine nine out of nine. And and if you, you got to look at it like Utah's standpoint, they got to play a spunky. No, it's not nine out of time, nine. It's nine <laughs> times, Mrs. Bueller. BYU has lost to it, Utah and it hurts. nine times now. It hurts. But if I'm going to speak honestly as an analyst and take my emotion out of it. Utah's in the Pac-12. They've won nine straight. BYU, competitive-wise to them, is like a spunky Northern Illinois. Really, that's about the level BYU is playing at, you know, in the last few years, is that middle-of-the-mat conference, 
Northern Illinois type of team. They haven't proven in a few years that they could, you know, dominate Boise State and Utah State in the Mountain West. They're like in the middle of the pack. So for me, you know, Utah, they could keep that awesome in-state rivalry going. It's not a huge threat to them. It's a great rivalry game. But it's kind of on the level of the Northern Illinois game as far as competition. And if they lose one out of ten, that's not bad. So, yeah, pick up the Florida game. That's, that's a great pickup. But then, you know, keep a couple of moderate, you know, games that you don't want to stub your toe on, but you should be able to win. Um, the, the, whole, the whole purpose of the non-conference is there, there's a theory of what you, want to, you want to make yourself ready to play. Right. Right? And you also want to play games that you kind of take the car out of the driveway and drive it down the road a little bit. But you don't necessarily want to take it out on the freeway and just <laughs> full speed, full speed, right? right and right. so, so it's it's just it's it's the process of just the whole uh, game day procedures, you know, getting guys on and off the field and just in and out of the huddle and and just getting a feel, but doing it in against a team that not necessarily is a, is a real threat to to like beat you, right? right? But what, what you're saying to me is a power five strategy, meaning a P five school. Yeah, you don't want to go out. You want to come out and drive it down the neighborhood, but you don't want to take it out on the freeway. And that's but a but a G five, the great G fives like the Cinderella teams, like Boise State, UCF, the way BYU, you know, we were. That is, you you got to come out and schedule two or three P fives early on, knock them off, and then you can go into your conference schedule and control that. And you have a chance for the Fiesta Bowl, and everybody in the country is talking about you. Hey, you know they beat two Power Fives to start the season. There's more upside. There's more upside for the G five to play big and then go into conference. P five, you want to not get play Boise State in a school that's going to knock you off necessarily because, and then you you know get get the black eye and then go into conference. See, I wonder what H five is because you got you got G five, you got P five. What's H (laughs) five? We're going to take a break, but when we come back. H five. <laughs> What's well, H three? It's an H three Hummer. That's what. Oh, okay. Okay. When we come back, I think there's another theory behind why Utah's doing this. And uh, it's not BYU hate. Nope. It's not just like can we stab you know BYU in the eye with a sharp stick? No, we'll sharp. Okay. We'll stab him with a dull one. But okay. Yeah. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Rivals. Uh, talking about this 
uh, abrupt. I mean, kind of in the middle of the night. Yeah. A mutually agreed upon, and, and it's not ending it. It's like pushing it out into the future. So apparently there's a there's a more pressing need sooner rather than later for some scheduling changes. And and as as I've thought through this, I think I think this is the real reason. I think the Pac-12 needs an image change. In fact, they in the offseason hired a consulting firm to recommend changes to the image of the Pac-12. I just remember nine years ago, whatever it was, when Utah joined the Pac-12 conference. It was cool. It yeah. was the it was the conference of champions. You know, you were like, "Wow, this is this is incredible!" Like, like this this conference is about winning everything yeah. all the time, right? You know, and so you're you get this sense that it's and and there's just been in in recent history or this yeah, recent whole, talk. This whole Pac-12 football is a joke. In nationally, it's not a power five conference. You know, it's it's a power four conference. Maybe it's a maybe this is the group of H, you know, the group of hapless H <laughs> three. Uh, yes. And and know, so and so I think I think the Pac-12 behind scene behind the scenes said, OK, here's one of the recommendations. If you want some credibility on a national scale scale, you got you need to intersperse yourself more. With the with the toughen your off conference schedule, yes, and, and maybe not toughen it, but just you know um, find find a an SEC opponent, find a a Big Ten opponent, Big Ten, find SEC, some uh, and, and, AAC, just mix it up a little bit more. Yeah, and I think that's what it is more than anything. Yeah, you know what? I I agree with that. I think that's a great insight on they, that. They just said it does make sense because it's weird. It's like all of a sudden it's like why are we changing this? And 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 very well, Mark Harlan did. Utah could have gone to Tom Holmo and said, "Look, I have this directive from our conference. Right. Like they're they're forcing us that we have to schedule uh, differently in the in the near future, and and so we're not we're not getting rid of it. We're going to just push it out in the future. But we we have to. And I I just wonder if this isn't part of that whole image makeover that that's actually going on in the in the Pac-12 or 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 or, or at least it's an attempt. Well, I totally to that. agree with the strategy cuz I agree. The you know in recent years everybody's saying Pac-12 is a weaker conference, it's the weakest of the, you know, P5 and there is that talk. So, you know, if Oregon and Utah per se, you know, play uh, Florida or West Virginia or, you know, some a Big 10 team Michigan um, in that, it looks a lot better than losing to Boise State or to you know UCLA just lost to San Diego State, you know, in one of the G five schools. Right, and they mix it now. You still got to keep a couple of those in there. Like I said, I think you put it really good. Utah mix in an SEC team early. Come back to Northern Illinois and BYU. You know, keep them. Keep um, you know two of those. Do you want to know? Do you want to know why I like that idea? Because there's there there is a method to the madness. I think it does make Utah look better to play a Florida. There's no question well, about it. I'm talking about keeping BYU. Yeah. Uh, I, here, here's here's what I here's what I've observed. Utah wasn't ready to play USC, and I don't know that it was completely that they just weren't ready. I think from a a literal um, competition perspective, they weren't prepared to see what they saw. So you play BYU, you play Northern Illinois, and you play Idaho State, and your DBs 
in all three of those games were never stretched down the field vertically. Well, they went worse, worse, worse in their schedule. Right. You so, went from BYU to Northern right. Illinois down to freaking Idaho State. Right, but but in, in any one of those games, your, your defensive backs weren't really challenged. No. So now you're going to start your conference play at USC with probably four of the best wide receivers in the country. And there's nothing that you've done in a game or in practice that even comes close to simulating the type of speed and athleticism that you're about ready to face. And not only that, the the safety, Julian Blackman, who changed from corner to safety, who sat out the Idaho State game, yeah, he's at a new position and he hasn't been playing. He hasn't even come close to seeing the competition and playing safety you got to have your angles and, right and right. and it just and and bad angles i mean brutally yeah. bad angles in the game yeah and so it's not any it's not like it's not anyone's fault other than you it, it's like it's like looking at a bathtub and 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 go, and you put the water in and you go okay i want a hot bath and it looks fine but then when you jump in you're like, holy cow, this is like brutally hot. It's like so much hotter than I anticipated or what it looked. And I thought I did everything right. You know, I put the water in and I put the bubbles and whatever yeah. I have. And it was a lot more than I had anticipated. And, and I don't think it's a fault of anyone, but that's part of the, the challenge of scheduling games because the whole key is to get yourself ready to play in your and you're, conference. And you're ramping your play up, and the the weirdness of that schedule was it was like the first three games, honestly, was on a, a downward trend of competition versus an upward trend versus starting with Idaho State and then to Northern Illinois and then to BYU and really ramping up the competition. And like you said, it, BYU doesn't have the speed at receiver that USC has, no. but it still would have been a ramping up of the right. level of competition and not a, you know, tailing off. Idaho State was just game three was a really a laugher a laugher yeah. right it's it a waste was, of time and, 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 and honestly it was when a I, flat out waste of time it was a waste of time and honestly Scott when I'm coming out and I'm the head coach of a Utah or a major program and I'm against Idaho State I hate that game more than anything because it lowers the your your players have a tendency to lower their level of play to the level of play right. that you're playing against. And so you're dragging yourself down and slowing down your preparation. I, See, I, I, I hate that I, type I of think, game. I think not only did it hurt Utah from the skill position, I think it hurt it. I hurt hurt them up front, especially yeah. at the offensive line position, where it's oh. like they didn't see that speed, they didn't see that athleticism. You know, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, BYU rushed three guys. Yeah. And and they really didn't rush. They basically stood straight up. They I did. Mean, it was like a three man spy. It, it was not even. It wasn't it was even. Yeah. It was pathetic. There was no pressure in it at all. But they beat USC with it. BYU, USC acted like they couldn't even adjust to that stupid rush with dropping eight people. Well, well, well Utah like, went. Well, man, Utah should have done you, it. I know Utah went man coverage and and did, and got smoked. So, so there there really is. A tremendous value in how you schedule your non-conference. Absolutely, there's a when, when huge value to when how you schedule it. When you're not like Alabama, or or even a Florida, or like a Georgia, where every day in practice you're practicing against five-star guys. Yeah, you're seeing that speed every day, right? Utah doesn't have a, a, a practice squad to simulate the speed. So they don't get they don't they're not playing against these amazing athletes every single day, right? Yeah. And that just makes you better. You yeah. know how it was when you played and you went up against 
a really good guy every single day in practice, it yeah. made you so much better. Yeah. And so those schools, they don't have the same problem that a school like Utah has. Because as I've watched this, they they get Utah gets better as the season goes on. And it's only because they've been playing against good good competition. And and like the defensive backs are going to be better this week. They're going to watch the game film and they're going to pull their hair out going, oh. Yeah, they're going to this, learn from their game film. Oh, my goodness. This is awful. I was watching some of it. That quarterback stared down Michael Pittman, just looked right at him yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's like you know it's coming. He's telegraphing you yes. it's coming. There's no way in the world you should not make this play. And they couldn't make it. And it it was just baffling. So um, fascinating discussion about this whole scheduling thing. And and there's a lot to it. There really is. And and this will be a a very uh, interesting thing to watch and develop as it plays out to see what what kind of impact it has, not only from a fan perspective, from a national perspective, but also preparing yourself for the season and how how much kind of I don't think there's any doubt that the way the Utah first three games turned out was a disadvantage to them walking in in their preparation for the USC game. No no question about it. Yep. All right, this round of rivals is over. And we're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck. Scott Mitchell. We're powered by KSLSports.com. You can find us on Rivals uh, Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter, The Rivals Show. And until then, we'll catch you soon.